to the Skeptic Wire. First of July 2013. I'm your host, Gerlon, and with me this week are Donna Swaffer. I am back from Vegas. Ha ha ha. And. Oh, what is his name? <laughs> Greg Bry. <laughs> Stare into my eyes and I will heal you. Sorry, I was grazing. Gazing. <laughs> so, uh, how was your week, Donna? You were uh, off in the Vegas thing. Yeah. Worked during the day, played cards at night, came back with more money than what I left with, so I'm happy. Is that because you won or because you were paid? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. I actually won two tournaments and then some more money playing blackjack. Sweet. Because statistics be are your friend. Are they? Yes. Oh. And for the record, you were not counting cards. Uh, try counting cards on an eight-deck shoot. No, thank you. There's only seven more decks than usual. <laughs> On adamandeve.com. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. What about you, Greg? How's your week? Uneventful. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's very good. That's a that's a good week for me. <laughs> I like that. I like to cultivate my uneventful laziness. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh... You, Gary, how was your week? It was eventful. We have a birthday. We have a birthday. Not amongst us, but you have par- brought in somebody. You brought in the paper that has written on it somebody who, ha- who was born on this day at some point in the past. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Yes. It's not uh, Re- Re- Regina, the steamer, the person from uh, the new Fresh Prince. <laughs> you mean... George? Sure, George. I have no idea what the fuck either of you are talking about. The royal well, baby! Oh, okay. <laughs> that was like last week, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, um, I'm just going to go along with this. Uh, July 31st, 1892. Okay, oh. so it's not Harry Potter. No, nor is it no. J.K. Rowling, who was born on this day. Oh, well, isn't that clever? Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds? There's no need to cry. The guy's dead. <laughs> yes, uh, this person passed dead. away January 16th, 1986. Oh, okay. Well, he could still be alive, 1899. He, could... Made it quite he was a <laughs> early pioneer of radio and television televangelism. Oh, God. Oh. I'm... So we have him to thank. Well, it probably would have happened anyway. It is an incredibly effective vector for religion, especially the more evangelical side of things. But it wasn't technically an evangelical. Was it uh, Peter Popoff's pop? No, I don't think so. And I don't know if you guys know who this guy is. I don't know. I didn't know who he was when I started reading up on him either. So don't feel bad. Um, Have you guys heard of the Worldwide Church of God? No. No. It is it is an offshoot of the Seventh-day Adventist 
it's a, Church it's of a, God. It's an, it's an offshoot of the uh, statewide Church of God, which then became the uh, southernwide Church of God, <laughs> which became the East Coast Church of God, and then became the uh, United States and Eastern European Church of God, and now it's worldwide Church right. of God. Well, he okay. did start radio broadcasting from Eugene, Oregon, and then gradually moved to bigger and bigger markets, settled down in Pasadena, but started... What year did he start broadcasting? That seems... Uh, 1933 is when wow. the initial broadcast... It was a so small... So that radio. Or, yeah, it was like okay. a 100-watt radio station, this okay. tiny little thing. But it slowly... It, it started out as a little segment as, you know, the morning prayer from one of various preachers. Mm-hmm. And then they liked him so much, they gave him his own show, which I think was called The World Tomorrow. Not The World no. of Tomorrow, which no. would be a serial, but... Uh, not uh, S E R I. Wasn't that a thing over at Epcot? The world yeah, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, and I think yeah. it was also one of the world's fair things. Yeah, anyway. sure. But, uh, but by 1968, he had gotten so big and gotten so many, much or broadcasting. Become. Sure. Um, that uh, they changed it over to the Worldwide Church of God and became a bigger, more television presence with a television version of the world of tomorrow and and <laughs> and really kind of centered on this worldwide Church of God thing. Because yeah. apparently we've got mainline Christianity, which was originally, you know, Catholics. That's for a thousand years or so. Sure. And then the offshoots of the, Protestants, the Protestants. Right. And then one of those offshoots was the, um, you know, the Seventh-day Adventists who were a little bit more... Old Testament in that they felt that the whole Sunday Sabbath thing was not right. It should be Saturday, plus some other stuff. They're right about that. I mean, Sunday is kind of in the name. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, and then in addition to that, one of their offshoots was Church of God, and this is an even further offshoot from that, the Worldwide Church of God. So it's really, you know, it's it's an example of the further splinterification of Christianity and just how many people's front of Judea groups that they have. I think you just made that word up, splinterification. I think it's a good, perfectly cromulent word. Splinterification? Yeah. Okay. 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 When I said it, did you understand what I was saying? Mostly. Do you ever understand what I'm saying? Not really. Okay. Just wanted and yet, to qualify she can that. respond like a real person. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. And let's see. We're five minutes into the... I mean, she's, she's practically passing the Turing test. <laughs> We're five minutes into Please the show, and Gary is finally saying. digging his hole. <laughs> it's okay, funny in my world. <laughs> So I'm guessing you guys don't have any idea of who the hell this guy is. His nope, name not at all. was Herbert W. Armstrong. Huh. Is he a cousin Which, of Louis Armstrong? No, Neil? not so much. But um, he actually, it'd be, or Lance. I, it'd be it'd be ironic if he was like a, a relative of Neil Armstrong. I'm thinking more like a cousin of Lance of Armstrong. Lance, sure. Just as. Morally problematic, I guess. Because uh, as soon as you know they got television, they were balls to the wall. <laughs> Holy cow! I was going more for the fraud thing, but that uh, works surprisingly. Frog thing. Fraud. fraud. <laughs> oh, fraud! Oh, 
apparently I'm not even coming close to passing the Turing test, so you're doing much better than I am. <laughs> well, I'll just go through Herbert, some of Herbert's beliefs. Um, he believed that um, he was the apostle for the 20th century, uh, big on apocalyptic, you know, end times, Jesus is about to come right around the corner, believed that World War III was going to happen in the 60s or 70s, but that didn't seem to happen. Not for him anyway. Uh, of course, you know, the, the whole second coming of Christ, but there was a, a turn on that second coming of Christ, the idea that anybody who was a non-believer or, um, or just had left the church, they weren't immediately sent to hell. They were just kind of unconscious until the second coming came, and then they would be given a choice to say, you know, say, do yeah. you want to follow the kingdom of God that we've got right here? If you said no, you would be eradicated completely. Which doesn't seem so bad to me. Um, hmm. He was a big proponent of, and, and many Church of God type people apparently are big proponents of the idea that the end times is precipitated by a unified Europe, so kind of a United States of Europe kind of taking over, uh, like Greece, Israel, the 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 the, <laughs> the old world kind of. Uh, Palestine area and the United States and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, so they're big believers that the whole European Union thing is 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 end times kind of stuff. Um, oh they, sure, yeah. Well, anytime you have any groups coming together, yeah. uh, it's always a sign of the of the oncoming onrushing apocalypse. Yeah. Which which is odd that Europe would be such a center of evil because he believed in British Israelism, which is the idea that. <laughs> British, the British, the Americans, and European kind of colonies or whatever are descended from the ten lost tribes of Israel. Sure. So, uh, so that makes you know American exceptionalism really kind of built into that. Um, a lot of stuff like divine healing, doctors are bad, uh, Mosaic law was still mostly in effect, except for the things we don't we find inconvenient. Mosaic, mosaic law. law is that is that, is that where like, you you take little bits of law and you put them together in to, a to nice make one big law, law that that's, each, each individual piece doesn't actually create the it creates the whole but it uh, can't stand on its own. Kind that's of why Christians are, are so big on putting a Ten Commandments in every courthouse that they can. They are building a mosaic out of Ten Commandments me- monuments. Uh, that can only be seen from space. Or exactly. Okay. By God, I mean, come on. He looks down from the clouds. Sure. Okay. What does he do when it's cloudy? He x-ray visions through it like Superman. Well, I think he's just then sticking he, his So head. what you're saying is, is that when I'm in the shower, he's actually being a peeping Tom. God watches you play with yourself, yes. Uh, no, he's not watching that, because <laughs> I don't need to. So anyway, Mosaic Law. Um, <laughs> so, Nürburger! <laughs> So, essentially, a whole bunch of nutty stuff, some of which is pretty obviously scientifically inaccurate, the whole Ten Tribes of Israel thing. Some of it, plenty of other Christians are like, no, you're the wrong type of Christian, and all that kind of fun stuff. No, no, Christians aren't like that, are they? I've never heard of that. They're they're not big on the Catholics, apparently, the whole... Especially with the whole Twitter thing. (laughs) The, The whole Sunday worship thing, and the Trinitarianism, all that kind of stuff is purely from Satan, and it's the, the, the wrong kind of Christian kind of thing. But, so <laughs> the the, the church, worldwide Church of God is still around, um, and I think 
Wow. He's passed on the mantle when he passed away. Um, I, they have offices and ministries elsewhere, and I, I, I don't know much about their broadcasting ability right now, but I'm sure they have some stuff up on YouTube. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I'm not going to go look for it. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So, Herbert W. Armstrong, born July 31st, 1892, passed away in 1986, of 93 years old. So he lived a long and full life. Yes, he did. And that's all I got on him. So this is a surprise. None of us got the birthday. It was kind of an obscure guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to well, unless unless he had been brought up in the worldwide Church of God kind of thing. That's true, but they are a small splinter of a splinter of a splinter of a splinterification of Christianity. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm not surprised he didn't get. So, do we have a web of trust that we need to check out? Cause... Sure. Well, wait, well uh, uh, what do we call it? We call it the shite website or web shite. Web shite. <laughs> so, is it website? It's Yay, website. or is it website? Ooh. I'm my personal opinion is website. Okay. So, listeners, if you've already installed the Web of Trust um, plugin to your browser of choice, then you can go to bracho.net. You should probably spell it because yeah. it is not uh, spelt the way that it is pronounced. I thought it was Braco, but it's b r a c o dot net. I thought it was Draco. But if you go, if you just go to YouTube and put in B-R-A-C-O, you'll get um, Braco or Bracho in America. Brazzo. Brazzo in America, which is a lovely video testimonial of all the wonderful powers of Brazzo the Gazer. This guy's big claim to fame is that he will go to your town for probably a certain amount of money or donations or whatever... And he will get up on stage and look at you. It sounds and legitimate to me. That's it. So, yeah, definitely go check out that YouTube video that they put out, which is essentially a lot of testimonials of, oh, I feel this healing energy. And, oh, my mother, after I went to one of these sessions, she, was, she, she wasn't walking with her walker. She could just walk down the hallway perfectly fine. Typical, so, typical faith healing kind of stuff. Yes. But the, the interesting thing is this guy, um, he's from Croatia. And um, he was originally trained as an economist, and he just found out how to make easy money. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> he had a mentor who was the Serbian healer and got got into healing after the Croatian War of the early 90s. And just, he doesn't make any claims. He actually, uh, for, I don't know, some 10 or so years, has not spoken in public. He, he can talk. It's kind of like Teller from Penn and Teller. Yeah. He can talk. He just doesn't as his public persona. Um, and he just goes up on stage and looks at the crowd. Gazes. Yeah. He, Not he just will, looks. He gazes. he gazes. He will slowly pan across the crowd, not making any expression or anything like that. Um, but, um, yeah, so there are these big um, sessions that you can go to. So, uh Basically, this is, it could be worse. It's not like he's actively harming anybody, but he is it, making a living off of bullshit. It, it, 
Okay, he takes credit for anything that happens post his navel gazing. Exactly. Uh, and people think that they are being healed. I, I was reading one blog ab- about this person who apparently is following him around the United States and said that, I don't know if it's he or she, but that their eyes got better, so yeah. they no longer need their, their glasses. Uh, some lady on the video says that she was having problems in her throat, and they went away after uh, being gazed upon by this guy. Yeah. So it, it's, so it can actually do harm, yeah. but it's maybe not as active harm as, say, the the bogus dowsing bomb detectors in Iraq. Right, or the guy who says that he's taken the tumor from you. So he's he's yeah. not actually making a claim at any point. People are just coming up with their own claims. They're, they're, they're filling a lot in to him. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're filling in the gap that's left by the uh, the space in their wallet. So it's kind of like a spiritualist yep. pareidolia. <laughs> People see what they you want can, to you see. You could have stopped at parody. <laughs> But yeah, just watching the videos of this guy staring at the audience and the ecstasy in the audience's face. Now, the videos I've seen of this guy, it's pretty much like 99% women and older women. And some of them are holding pictures of obviously loved ones or little trinkets. Maybe they think it's being charged or whatever, but they are getting an emotional charge out of this. And the... Skeptical duo Brian and Baxter, Brian spelled with a, with a Y, apparently um, there was a story that they told at TAM this year where they went to a spiritualist convention and dressed up one of the pair of them, Brian, as Brian the Gazer. <laughs> and he did this whole thing where he didn't talk, but the Paxton, the... The, the partner, Brian, uh, Baxter, came in and explained that people feel that they've felt good and felt healed from him. So he, you know, and, and just, uh, so it's it's easy to parody and replicate. Sure. It just helps that we, in the Shit, skeptical the community, easiest, have Out of all morals. of the psychic yeah. phenomenon, yeah. this is somebody. the easy, this, you don't even have to know cold reading for this. Yeah. All you have to do is be able to make your face go blank and not fall asleep for ten minutes. Yeah, look at somebody. <laughs> but look, it, it, here I am. I'm doing it to you right now, Gary. Oh, is that why I'm feeling so at ease? <clears throat> I can see his hair growing. <laughs> no more than the point oh four per day, whatever. <laughs> so, according to uh, Psychop, I'm on their website. Bra- Draco, no wait. Bratso, Bratwurst has been given <laughs> firm guidelines from Spirit, with a capital S, that no gazing in any DVDs or online can be longer than seven seconds. So apparently it takes more than seven seconds for this effect to really get. Otherwise, you just buy the DVD and just and just watch it all the time, right? Yeah, because longer than seven seconds and you just can't help but laugh. I was going to say, you can't help but burn your eyes out, you know, regret the seven seconds that you've just wasted. I think that's the thing, because you just look at it and you just go, this is dumb. Because, yeah. I mean, so, some some people do have presence, right? And certainly if you're primed for that presence, which is why a lot of politicians, I think, get away with a lot of their shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because they do have powerful, literally powerful personalities. You know, Clinton, for example, or even the, the people that we hate. If you meet him in person, you know, this deep, is why famous people are famous. Deepak Chopra has a personality that people like. Yeah. 
So did Hitler. Yeah. But what, <laughs> what, wow. I'd like to, what I'd like to see is someone with such a magnetic personality who doesn't have a lot to do nowadays get up on, the, on stage and try to do this. And the perfect person I can think of who has just an incredible public charisma and all that but has not got much to do in way of a job lately, David Lee Roth. <laughs> just stand up there and stare at anybody in those types I think, of his. Well, see, I do that because David Lee Roth is actually an interesting guy. <laughs> uh, his biography, I mean, he's he's always going out and doing stuff. You know, he's r- driven Formula Ones, he's rock climbed, and he's he's a pretty good speaker. Yeah. You know, he's got, he's, to see if he could hold himself in and exude that much charisma by not talking and not emoting. Yeah. That would be interesting to me. Hmm. I, don't, I don't think he keeps his mouth shut. I'm a little strange that way. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Hence the okay. not being in Van Halen Park. Hold on. I just want to go back to, to Bratzo or whatever his name is. You know how you said you know you shouldn't gaze for more than seven seconds? It, well, they, you can't in the, in the DVD. He's not allowed to be shown for more than seven seconds. It is further advised that people under the age of 18 and pregnant women beyond their first trimester should not view Bratzo's gaze for, <laughs> gaze right. for their own safety. Wow. The energy could overburden children, so the sessions are not open to visitors under the age of 18 or pregnant women after their third month. For your children and for other people who are not able to attend a session, it is recommended that you bring a photo of that person to a session instead. The power of Bratzo's gaze can equally reach people through photos and at the same level of healing and transformation occur through this method. So did they get that from Bratzo's page itself, their own warnings? I'm assuming because this is from CSI.com. Okay, if if that is from, like, Brazzo's pamphlets or whatever, that in and of itself is making a kind of a claim to say, there's something to this, there's a a danger, because there's an effect. So even though he himself doesn't make any claims, everybody around him is, and this kind of writing of, oh, there could be a danger. Yeah, it, it reminds me of a comic book character... Uh, God, this is a long time ago. Back back when I read comic books. Yogi Bear. <clears throat> no, no, no. Uh, it may have been the Star Jammers, or no, no, it wasn't X Men crossover. Uh, but it was you know some some group of characters in the galaxy far, far away, and uh, they were going around and they they built a robot that would do something like this, and uh, they they had to they were trying to bring peace to this. To this nation, so they built this this robot who would go out and do platitudes and stuff like that, and uh, but it didn't have any self preservation instinct, so they always had to be around it. And but what it would do is it would say these banal things, but it had kind of like Deepak Chopra, sure, but it had like a uh, uh, a, a low frequency generator, or it, it created <laughs> frequencies so that crowds would be calm when they were listening to him. <laughs> and so whenever I, I see see something like, like this Bratwurst guy, uh, I think about this this comic book character where <laughs> they're they're playing something in the background that, that's known to be generally pleasing for people. I, and I often wonder if that couldn't possibly be the case for a lot of these people, you know. Where maybe there's music going on and underneath that there's some uh, psychoacoustic a manipulation going yeah. on now. It, none of that's been proven to be true. That we that you, so it's kind of ridiculous. But it's always in the back of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yeah, the the videos like on YouTube of Brazzo have this very Yanni music playing in the background as you're seeing him stare at the crowd <laughs> and, and all that, sorry, gaze at the crowd. Um, but I don't know what they do live. But I know yeah. when Brian and Baxter did their version, it was utter silence. Okay. And they were saying that it took everything that they had not to break out laughing <laughs> during these sessions. Because at least, um, I think it was uh, uh, Baxter and his wife Karen could be at the back of the room, so they didn't have to be facing the audience. Uh. So they could kind of like just roll their eyes a bit and let some of that out. But Brian himself had to be just sitting there in front of the audience <laughs> staring at everybody. So <laughs> At nice. least this guy has that much talent to be able to stop himself from... Well, yeah, I guess because he's actually taking people's money. Yeah, I, be- I mean, there's lots of things I'd I be wouldn't going be surprised if he believes his own hype. Eh, but who knows? who knows? But that is Brazzo.net, spelled B-R-A-C-O dot net. And if you haven't, go to mywot.com, I think it is, to yep. uh, download the Web of Trust app. Um, plug-in for whatever browser you're using. Sorry, it's not on mobile users, but on your computer, just go ahead and download that and save some other people from being built from someone like Brazzo. Speaking of being built, we have some viewer mail about a restaurant incident, don't we? Yeah, we do. So, since you're the one who kind of spearheaded this conversation, I would like you to tell us what all happened, because... Before I move on, you're saying bilked, not built, right? Bilked. Bilked. Okay, sorry. With a K. I'm having a hard time hearing. We bilked this listener. From a listener, we're just going to say M because we're not exactly sure how to pronounce her first name. Yes, Judy Dench wrote us. So, (laughs) just M. And And to protect her identity as well. Yes. Because we don't want her coming and finding us and... Oh, I was going to say, because we don't want, want people to know that she actually listens to this <laughs> show. <laughs> Go ahead. So, well, since... in, in part of the email from M, we found out that some people in her family aren't exactly... They don't talk about the whole atheism thing. So it's kind of like this truth. So she's not out with her family. Well, it's her prob- family knows, but they just don't talk about it. Yeah, so. it's the elephant in the room. Oh, yeah. I like my family. So apparently... Um, <laughs> it's too. not me, by the way. I didn't write this in. <laughs> so M went to a local restaurant, a uh, chain restaurant... And uh, just got a little bit of food here or there, nothing big, nothing fancy. And uh, when her bill came, it was not face up with the whole typewritten, you owe this amount or we will hurt you kind of bill. <laughs> it's My bills that. never <laughs> say that. Pay this or we kneecap the dog. You were just in Vegas. Of course your bills all say that. <laughs> anyway, on the back of her bill was handwritten um, the message, Mark 5 colon 36, only believe. And, you know, her first thought was, well, I came here just to get food. I didn't come to a restaurant to get religion. So, or, or even to have Speed Racer thrown at me. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Mark V. I, yeah. I don't really know. See, oh, I was going with racer. a Canon Mark V D camera, so, you know. Apparently we're all wrong. <laughs> Sucks to be us. I knew it was a biblical thing, but anyway. But I'm reading the story. So she went to the manager and uh, and said, you know, I this really kind of bothers me. I don't think it's appropriate to have 
you know, I, I'm here just for food service, not religious service. Right. And the manager says, oh, yeah, I'll let him know or her know, whatever. And, and okay, fine, you know, you do understand this is annoying. Yep, I'll, I'll let her know. And it seemed like she felt dismissed. Um, M felt dismissed. So um, she paid her bill, tipped fine, and... Um, and it was. She wrote to us saying that this was kind of an awkward situation, and yeah. because of, well, because she didn't really care for the restaurant itself, <laughs> she was kind of ashamed to let people know she had gone to this <laughs> restaurant. Um, and I won't name it either, like right. we're not naming the listener. Um, but also, she, like we talked about earlier, she's not out to her family, which is why we're calling her M instead yeah. of mm-hmm, which is the name. <laughs> Although her real name is Joy. <laughs> At this point, she wasn't quite sure what to do because she wanted to have some effect on the situation. Um, and I, I, I sent back, well, it was you handled it good. You weren't kind of the snarky, angry atheist, but you put your foot down and you said, this is not entirely appropriate to the management that you did. Um, and she talked about, well, you know, maybe it might be a good idea to email the company or do something like put a review up on Yelp. And I agreed, you know, that's a really good idea. That's how atheists do it, damn it. Well, remember the whole (laughs) gelato gelato gate. gate. Exactly. (laughs) That we can have a lot of power when we gang up together online. Online and on the internet. So what you're saying is we're online bullies. No, no, we, we own own the technology. (laughs) He just said when we gang up online. Uh, that's, yeah. More than we, when we get together and all head in the same direction as a unified front, we can be a very powerful influence on society. Okay. I'll tell that to my family. With, <laughs> with truncheons. Um, but, you know, I said, yeah, that's probably a good idea. You mean like when we all walk in lockstep? <laughs> yes, because atheists <laughs> do that all the time. Especially when... It's a plus situation. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so she actually emailed the company themselves and got a form letter response back of, your feedback is very important to us, all that kind of platitudes, whatever. And she sent back a message saying, no, no, I think this is more than just a form letter. This was poor service. You're, you, you know, this is about... How you are perceived. <laughs> yes. So uh, you never know whose religion you're pushing as a corporate I- identity. Um, it's it's not the place. Um, this person assumes that your belie- that their beliefs are are correct and that they over- supersede yours as the customer. And 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 she expressed all these kind of things that that the manager didn't seem to do much about it. Um, just seemed to be the manager also seemed to be poor customer service oriented themselves. And, and I've seen all a that lot kind of, stuff. of that uh, recently, actually. Just bad, just people who don't want to be there. <laughs> yeah. Don't care. But she did get a message back, an actual typed message that was specific to the situation saying, you know, thank you. Know, we're, I'm sorry about that you felt that the. Basically, uh, sorry that you felt you were dissed. Yeah. Here, by, in the restaurant and by our form letter. And we'll, you know, we've talked to them and they're not going to do it again. Bad manager. Bad busboy, whatever, waiter, whatever. And here, have some gift cards to a restaurant that you really are embarrassed to go to. (laughs) Yeah, and and where we left things is she said that she was going to tell the manager, nope, don't need the gift cards. The important thing was to 
tell you about this service thing. So See, she should have taken them, and then she could have given them away at like, the office birthday party or the <laughs> office Christmas party. <laughs> she actually talked about giving them away to the homeless. That would be That good sort too. of thing. So I, you know, I, I responded back and forth with her on, on this, that I, I think that she handled the situation pretty well. Like I said in the beginning, she was not the angry, yelly, stampy atheist. No. Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and she's, you know, kept the situation on... She, she didn't start making this a bigger situation about, you know, religion is wrong and, and how dare you and church and state, I'm getting the FFRF on your ass or anything like that. <laughs> it was more just, this is not the time or place, and keep in mind that your beliefs are not everybody else's beliefs, and make sure the manager and waiters understand this. And that, that kept it narrow. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm impressed, M, that uh, you had this experience. I think you did well. And we really appreciate hearing about this story. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you, M, from all of us here at the Skeptic Wire. Yeah, and, uh, of course, it, it would be different if they were going to, say, Michael's or... Or any other Hobby Lobby, no, Hobby Lobby, or Chick Fil A. Well, not so much Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is run by uh, evangelical types, but the company itself isn't. If I just went to the website, actually looking to see, and same place with the way, let's say, the place that uh, M went to, just to see what kind of. Uh, website they are because some places will be overtly Christian or they'll have like a little thing. Chick Fil A doesn't, but like Hobby Lobby and it's Michaels, like, yeah, it's like oh, we are. Oh very my much, God, Jesus! Yeah, we, they're they're a Jesus type organization. So, had the restaurant been the type of place where they were going to be somewhat uh, evan not evangelical, but well, yeah. If their website had a big banner, God bless America. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Then you, like, could, you could expect that perhaps everybody there possibly uh, like were going to be. Yeah, Whataburger yeah, exactly. is very. Yeah, God bless USA. Blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. Exactly. But for even, especially for the even bigger chains, the international chains, they really have to be completely and utterly neutral because if McDonald's started getting evangelical, I'm not saying that they would or that they are. <laughs> They're not going to be standing, staying around, say, Saudi Arabia very long. Well, they wouldn't, exactly. Well, in fact, in the Middle East, uh, Church's Fried Chicken is called Texas Fried Chicken. <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> okay, then. I mean, over there. Over here, I enjoy it, actually. It's kind of, kind of nice. I like their biscuits. Yeah, their biscuits are quite tasty. Um, that is a di- digression, dear listener. <laughs> exactly. But, like, the place that she went to is... I don't think it's nationwide, but certainly in the South. It's, a, it's at least a chain. Yeah. yeah. Well, so thank you, M, for sending us an email and interacting with us. Yay! <laughs> we like that. Now you're making it sound creepy, Gary. That wasn't creepy. That was just sad. Donna! Yes? You said you were um, studying monogamy this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I what, was what in Vegas. At, at a I professional was... level or amateur <laughs> level? Well, I was in Vegas. Just going to say, okay. you know, what happens in Vegas stays there except for herpes, because that shit comes back with you. <laughs> okay, then. I That's, think probably it's not just herpes. It's a quote you from The Hangover. Yeah. But this week, there were actually two important papers released about monogamy. Specifically, most, mostly they're looking at primate monogamy, which has been a, a large 
study as to why certain species are monogamous and certain ones aren't, you know, what causes it. And there's always been, you know, oh, the the standard argument, you know, a child is best raised in a two-parent household. How many times have we heard that recently? (laughs) Especially if it's a man and a woman. Right. But that is one of the three kind of leading hypotheses about what is, how did monogamy come about? Right. And now there's some researchers who are saying that, well, maybe not so much. They both disagree on the two-parent household they, thing. Yes, they But do. they don't agree with each other, do they? They don't agree with each other. So, so kind of like a marriage. Yeah. Um, one team, led by uh, Dieter Lucas of the University of Cambridge, came up with this idea that um, because females are geographically spread out, that... This kind of risked their the female safety to other rivals or to basically being stolen away by another guy sort of thing. So this is one, one idea is because geographically it's large spaces. Because all the females were spread out, the males had to follow the females. And because all the females were spread out, a male couldn't well, – how to – best put it, maintain multiple females, couldn't protect their paternity of multiple females. So because that happened, they eventually became just, they grew into monogamy and then evolved past that to stick in monogamy. Damn, I was going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, so we're we're talking about primates, though. Yes. And so they're saying that in the past, primates didn't hang out in troops. Well, 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 hold on. The, the the study that she was talking about is the one that looked at 2,500 mammals. Yeah. Oh. So they were looking at all mammals. Like wolves and meerkats and... Stuff like whales. That. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea if whales are monogamous or not. But um, well, apparently only 5% of mammals are monogamous. monogamous. Okay. And, and it so they like were looking at the monogamous... Versus everything else to okay. say, what do those? What correlates with the monogamous species? And what these researchers said was, what correlated the most with these five percent of monogamous mammals was that they're more likely to have the females spread out, and thus that's why they're, or no, and that's why they're monogamous. Because the females are spread out, they're monogamous. Right. Huh. Okay. Because if you're f- closer together it allows more opportunities for polyandry polygamy uh polygyny polygyny thank you for filling it that opposite thing in my brain Hmm. now the one female multiple males no that's polyandry polygyny is single male multi-female like gynecological polygyny i thought that was polygamy polygamy is just multiple wives multiple it's multiple marriage. So okay. polygamy can go either single female, multi-male, single male, multi-female. Polygyny is specifically single male, multi-female. Polyandry is single female, multi-male. Okay. So po- polygamy is really a human construct. Yes. Okay. And then another <laughs> research group... Um, came out and said the reason that we're seeing monogamy, and this is more specifically geared towards primate, is that 
if the father is then closer to the female and closer to the, the child of that relationship, he is going to be able to protect that child up until the point that he can spread his seed and, and all that jazz. Because what will happen is if the female is unprotected, males coming into the habitation zone would could kill the child to basically push a female into um, estrus and mate with her, and then therefore their seed is spread and all of that jazz. Many of the articles that were writing up this these both of these topics, I had a couple big problems with. Um, you're not the only one. <laughs> the so the first one I'll go into, which is the more obvious one, is a lot of these articles, despite the fact that the scientists were pretty explicit in that they said humans are not monogamous. Right. They they are either uh, serial monogamous in that they have a series of one partners at a time, or just polyandrous, or all the various ones that you know combinations that you can ensue there. But a lot of the article writers were like, "Well, this might explain why humans are monogamous." Well, one paragraph later, they said the scientists said that humans are not monogamous. Right. There's a, it, it's more an argument with the poor science writing than the actual study people. Right. This poor science writing is leaving out... There was a study done years ago, I mean, early 90s. It was by um, Palumbit and Reichardt, and it's used universally in studies of, of primatology. And these are guys that lived in Asia for several years, and they were studying gibbons, who are known to be, quote, the monogamous primate. They... Um, gibbons are of similar stature, whether they're... Uh, male or female, there's not a lot of sexual dimorphism. Um, and so what these do is they basically they pair bond and they have a home range. But what they found out is when they actually studied the DNA of the children of these pair bonds, monogamy was not so much um, um, a tried and true aspect of the gibbon. Okay. So the gibbon had a home range, but there was some uh, hanky-panky going along, along right. the edges. You know, it's, you know, the classic story of, you know, the neighbors having little swinging parties, yeah. you know. Cause Literally. Cause in, they, in the, when they were looking at infanticide, at least one of the studies were pretty specific about that they were trying to be very cautious in, in calling a species that had infanticide, infanticide. You know, they wanted to make sure there were at least 20 different articles that cited that they there had been documented cases of infanticide in a species before they said yes infanticide has happened to 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 see if there was any correlation between monogamy and infanticide in those mm -hmm. species i would hope that they would be as rigorous with monogamy but as we can tell by how people look at humans and what donna just said with gibbons it's not as clear cut as you would like to think it was yeah. but it, it also sounds like the <laughs> the group that was saying that monogamy, you know, was a recent evolutionary advantage, don't know a lot about sociology. <laughs> they don't know a lot about human history. Right. They're ignoring a lot of the social constructs, such as where, you know, if, if we came, you know, out of Africa through the Middle East, there is polygamy in the Middle East right now, right. you know. In Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Iran, the, the whole places. If you can afford multiple females, you can have multiple females. And it, granted, it is a male-dominated society. So 
that's why I'm saying it that way, because that's the way it is. Females are not having multiple males. Right. There are plenty of Western people who are able to make a polyandrous, uh, polyamorous situation work because they have made that work and they're happy in it and there's no evolutionary disadvantage to them. Yeah, and it and so it, it so, <laughs> so there is probably there probably is an evolutionary advantage of being monogamous, but they are throwing a recent construct onto something that really isn't there and saying, wouldn't it be nice? Right. <laughs> exactly. And that's like I said, I mean there are so many examples of how primates in particular, because this is kind of what I know, about how we've kind of danced around monogamy. I, classic example is uh, with orangutans. Orangutans are a polygynous society. It is one male, multiple females, and then offspring. What they have found, though, is is that sometimes those offspring will develop into maturity, but they won't show the outward signs of it. They won't be as big and everything else. And they will mate with the other females in the group, kind of off to the side, kind of like, <laughs> sort of like the pool boy. Just a kid. Just yeah. a kid. In a, just a kid doing kid things over here. In a kind here. of a semi-incestual Not thing. incestual, but like, because it's multiple females. Okay, but with so, the, kind, so, of, kind of incestual in that they all have the same dad. Right. Okay. But what they'll do is, so you've got primate A, female, has primate B as a son. Primate B will start mating with, you know, C, D, and E, kind of on the side where dad doesn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Because, and what they've done is they've got this, like, delayed maturity because... If dad sees you getting along with the other wives, there's going to be some problems. That's when you get kicked out is when you're obviously male. Right. I have a question. What you've said kind of raises the question. I don't know that there's an answer, but I'm going to throw it out there. Do primates have the same problem as humans do where if you mate successively with your own family that they end up having some of the problems that, say, uh, humans might uh, more more likely to have genetic disorders or anything like that. Well, Jane Goodall had noticed that there were certain um, chimpanzees that she were with that had, seemed to have like almost mental disorders, like almost schizophrenic, hmm. you know, like overly aggressive, overly mean, mm-hmm. and all of this. But you know, no autistic ones because chimpanzees don't get vaccines. That's true. Exactly. Jane Goodall has written about it. Diane Fossey had written about it. So there probably is some interbreeding issues. And honestly, the one to look at that would be the bonobos, because yeah. they'll fuck anything. <laughs> so it may just be that the, the male's instinct to mate as much as they possibly can overrides that kind of ancestral uh, taboo. And those but ones that... But that's the question. Do that, they have an ancestral taboo? I don't think that they do. I think that is a human construct. But in the wild... If a child of incest has developmental problems, mental problems, whatever, they probably won't survive, so it's not so bad for the genetic population. Yeah. Oh, okay. But that that, that, makes sense. My, that drive to mate is enough to make that – it doesn't matter because p- 
people are tr- the the beings are trying to mate as much as they can. Yeah. So they're just kind of shotgunning their sperm everywhere they can, and if something survives, great. Otherwise, oh well. You've also got to remember in that respect, also in these multi-male, multi-female, or single-male, multi-female societies, there is a huge female hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So there are times where, you know, a younger female will be trying to, you know, hey, baby, baby, with, you know... The alpha male? The, the alpha male. The and she'll just... Boom! Slap, you know, the, the the alpha female will be like, get back in your place. That is my sperm. That's my man. <laughs> you know? So. And, mean, and meanwhile, the, the male's going, whoa, 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 wait, not so hasty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can both play. There's plenty of me but, to like go I around. Said, though, I, they, what I had a problem with is the fact that they have overlooked overwhelming evidence of non-monogamy in monogamous quote monogamous primates i completely agree do do we want to move on to my second big problem with the writing about this um not enough primate sexy time because this is primate sexy time um the the biggest problem i had with it is pretty exemplified by the version of the discussion of these two studies that's in theweek.com uh, the Ultra-Violent Origins of Monogamy is the title of the article. Oh, that's not, you know... Yeah, so, I mean, so... Uh, Ultra-Violence? <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. That's actually the viol- whole violence thing, yeah, 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 whatever. It's sensationalistic. Sens- uh, sensationalistic. It, yes. They sensationalized up the idea of the infanticide to say, you know, please read our article. The big problem I had is the sentence... Since females are incapable of becoming pregnant while weaning children, i.e. while they're lactating, male aggressor will kill the female's children so he can inseminate her with her seed. I wasn't sure about that. I didn't know about that. So I went and Googled it. And there are a thousand sites out there saying, no, this is a myth. I have yes. gotten pregnant two months into breastfeeding my first child with my second child. You can get pregnant while you are lactating. Right. But the general rule in primatology is, especially with, because the 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 mother child is not, they're not, they're not feeding for a year or so. That that window of breastfeeding is much smaller. Mm-hmm. So yes, they could technically get pregnant while breastfeeding. Most likely, they aren't. Right. I, I hated the emphasis on this mythical idea that you cannot get pregnant while you're breastfeeding, whereas more should be emphasized on the idea of maybe the adult inf- kills the other male's child so that the female has the resources to take the time resources to take care of this the new male's child if they were able to get them pregnant. Because, I mean, yeah, there's a delay in possible pregnancy, but you can't count on that as being absolutely the truth. And it seemed like a lot of the ideas of assuming that this can be applicable to to humans, but also assuming that that rule applies to all primates as well, was also something that the researchers seemed to... um, 
put their trust in that fallacy. Right. That because this idea of you can't get pregnant until you're done lactating, that's why the primates are trying to kill the the babies of the first male. That bothered me as as shaky science. Yes, and I I, I agree with you that it is shaky science. I don't necessarily because it is hidden estrus, it is hidden fertility. There's no way that you can sit there and, you know, as a researcher, go and take their temperature every day and figure mm-hmm. out whether or not they are or are not having, you know, signs of fertility at that point. So, yes, it is shaky science, but what we've seen time and time again, though, is that these females are not getting pregnant while they're taking care of their young. Well, that may just... Overall. It may just be that while they are taking care of the very young child and breastfeeding, they just don't want to deal with... You know, they push the male off from its advances because they're busy. Right. So uh, that's uh, it's, it's why I was a little worrisome about the assumptions they were making in their conclusions, researchers and... I mean, this one journalist for theweek.com was just a complete fuckhead. It was also the same kind of person who was assuming, yeah, humans are all monogamous. It was all crap in that article. But, yeah, that, it was it was more prob- – that was how I had more of a problem with the researchers themselves. Right. Which is kind of similar to the – well, at least the researchers were saying, well, we're going to – we have to be sure that some – these species are monogamous before they call them monogamous, but there's a lot of new research in whether or not monogamy is true monogamy. Right, and like I said, my prime example no, is... No true monogamous fallacy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, in primates, when you talk about monogamy, that always goes back to the given. It always, 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 because <laughs> they truly are a pair-bonded, home-ranged... They usually have one juvenile and one infant, and then once that juvenile reaches adulthood, he or she goes off to find their own mate and establish their own range. The guy yeah. gets a vasectomy, buys a Corvette. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, wow. But, <laughs> like I said, we have hard science. It's DNA proving that these animals are not monogamous. Yeah, I, th- I think that's why I tended to perf- just it, it settled with me better. The article about the spacing of the females was a better explanation for how monogamy began to arise, especially because it was a much bigger sample size of 2,500 mammal species versus 230 primate species. Right. And I immediately, when I read that that one about the with all of the animals, I just went fatal attraction. I'm like, oh, that's what they're trying to stop. Huh? <laughs> all of a sudden, it's Glenn Close looking for a bunny to boil. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So the lesson from the skeptic wire is, is don't bother with monogamy. It's not natural. No, I don't think that's yeah. the lesson. I you, think the you, le- you go with that, Greg. Uh, my I guess lesson it's working was, great, isn't it? My lesson is that <laughs> science writing can be bad, and maybe you should do a little bit more research, and maybe researchers should actually do more research. Are you talking before- to me? No. I'm just looking at you. Because even learned scientists can make false assumptions which they base their experiment on and base their 
interpretations of the data on as well. All right, well, moving on. Uh, do we have a lightning round? We do. Yay! Lightning round! Lightning round! So, the lightning round. As you could tell by us <laughs> gabbing and gabbing on this episode, there's so much to talk about each week, so much that we post to our Facebook page that we just can't get to it all. So we reserve as much time as we reasonably can at the end of the episode to do the lightning round, which is round! each of the co-hosts of mine get 90 seconds each to answer as many uh, fill-in-the-blank headline questions as they can answer, and whoever gets the most is queen of the podcast for that week. Or something. Yeah. So uh, you ready to go first, Gary? Sure. All right. The timer will begin when I complete your first sentence question thing. The timer will begin when I want it to begin. You say that every time. <laughs> Not every time. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, go ahead. Using data from over 200,000 people, researchers found that those who drank blank had a 45% lower risk of suicide than those who drank less. Coffee, 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 coffee. Two to three cups of coffee, at least, yes. Uh, a study of older men found that those who regularly skipped blank had a 20, 27% higher risk of heart attack. Um, breakfast in the morning. Researchers at the University of Darmstadt, Germany, were able to use lasers, crystals, and quantum superposition to stop blank for a full minute. Light. Uh, Peaches T. Miller of Miami was arrested in July on suspicion of grand theft and extortion for allegedly bilking a California divorcee for $800,000 over a year for protection against blank. Uh, bad karma or something quite... It was a psychic... Yes. Voodoo curses, voodoo curses, voodoo curses yeah. and misfortune. Uh, researchers studying 6,000 participants over four years found that those who had been the victim of teasing and taunts were 2.5 times more likely to become... Uh, obese. By testing the hair and running CT scans of mummified Incan children who were sacrificed... They were stoned! To, yes, and they were drunk. <laughs> Um, researchers at Harvard Medical School in Boston found that the chemical, oh crap, um, EET boosted blank. Oh, the ability for organs to uh, repair themselves. Exactly, regeneration. An event dedicated to putting the, uh, the symbol in a more positive light, members of the Raelian movement sponsored Blank Rehabilitation Day. I, I have no clue. A symbol that they were trying to present better. Uh, the Nazi symbol? Nazi symbol, yeah. The, the swastika. swastika. I'll give that to you. Congratulations, you got eight correct. Holy crap. Yes. No wrong. See, seriously, I think you got this one. Yeah, probably. Awesome gob. 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 Awesome gob, Are Jerry. you gob smacked? <laughs> I think say, he say is. gob again. Gob, 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 gob. Ow! <laughs> gob smacks. <laughs> Moving on! <laughs> Subtle joke. All right, Donna, you ready? I'm ready, ready as ever, ever to okay. lose to Gary. Your question, your answer, your thing. Your timer will be... Fuck. The question will start, and I'll start the timer whenever the hell I feel like it. What he said. Author and noted biopsychologist Nigel Barber completed a new study that projects blank will completely disappear by 2041. Uh, Religion. Redheads. Members of the Center for Science and the Public Interest are criticizing the Dannon Company for not being completely straightforward that blank were the Beatles. source 
of the coloring in their yogurts. Yes, beetles. Well, then now we know what happened to that John and Paul. <laughs> Oklahoma City re- uh, resident Monique Smith is claiming that doctors have diagnosed her with electromagnetic hypersensitivity disorder due to the addition of a blank in her home. I have no idea. Wi-Fi router. Smart meter. Oh. Across three different studies out of the UK, children whose mothers blanked during pregnancy had a higher mean scores in measures of conduct problems. Smoked. Alabama Public Service Commission recently began a meeting with a prayer session where Baptist John Delwyn Jordan lamented the end of school prayer, the murder of children, and blank. Uh, Gays. Same-sex marriage. marriage. Close enough. (laughs) In a question about alleged lobbies within the Catholic Church, Pope Francis said... Oh, gays are okay. I'm not one to judge gays. Very good. Who am I to judge gay people? India's army reportedly spent six months watching, quote, Chinese spy drones, end quote, violating its airspace, only to find out that they were actually... Was it weather balloons or something? Uh, No, I'm not going to give that to you. Jupiter and Venus. An article in Discover Magazine describes when patients have certain insect larvae beneath their skin, they're given a treatment known as... I have no idea, but I am totally grossed out. Bacon therapy. Oh. Nice. So these patients have basically fly larvae in their skin. Probably one of those really horrible African diseases. And in order to essentially entice the larvae out of your skin, they stick bacon into the hole to basically so draw I didn't read that the one. larvae out and 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 okay, cure yeah, the are person. Are you done? Are you done? Because you like, can stop I'm... now. Yeah. You were asked eight questions, just like Gary was, but you got five correct and three wrong. Ooh. So Gary, you are this week's Woo-hoo! queen of the podcast. King! Yay! <laughs> Yay! For once. And you guys could possibly oh, well. test me, but let's just go to Gary's summary of the episode so far. Yes. All right. So this week on the podcast, what did we learn? We learned that today's birthday started the worldwide Church of God and learned the agony of defeat. Or however that uh, thing goes. The worldwide of sports thing? Yeah, wide oh. world yeah. of sports. See, is a oh, okay. Of joke, yeah. And that's tonight's joke for elderly people. <laughs> for el- exactly, for the older people. Okay, I got that joke. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, come on. We're middle-aged. Okay, whatever. Uh, we also learned that you can earn lots of money by grazing. I, I mean, ga- gazing at, at people. Yeah, if it was by grazing, cows would be fucking rich. Well, they are. They're rich in tastiness. <laughs> Slapped on styrofoam and wrapped in plastic as so a natural I, habitat. Should I not talk about bacon therapy here again? No. Okay. No. No bacon. Uh, we learned that we have a listener. <laughs> is that <laughs> all we learned from that? Uh, another listener. <laughs> and, and she goes to restaurants. And she goes to restaurants uh, of which she does not like to name. <laughs> and handled the situation well. And uh, told sure. us all about it. Yeah. We learned monogamy. All right. And we learned that we, uh, Gary uh, can answer eight questions in a minute and a half. Yay! And we've also learned that this is the end of the podcast. So, thank you this week. No, wait. Thank you. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you this week for listening. <laughs> thank you for listening to us this week. Uh, this week, thanks for listening. And uh, thank you for joining me. 
Yeah. Uh, you too. People who I can't remember your names. <laughs> Thank and you for summing it up, Gary. That was beautiful. <laughs> and if you wish to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at the Skeptic Wire. Yep. You can also email us at skepticwire at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Or you can go to our blog, which is basically just pimping out our show and read the handy little show notes that Gary writes up every week. The at, big thing for us is Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. yeah. I, I, there's usually a picture on the blog. Skeptiquire.blogspot.com. Uh, there's usually a, a random picture at the end with. I know we need we need we need the big whiteboard back. There. Yeah. I have this piece of paper with all the subjects we talked about today. There we go. Excellent. All right. So uh, we'll talk at you next week. Bye. Bye. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. sex with strangers is pretty heavy, huh? Oh, yeah. I catch pretty much all the classic diseases. They're just so amazing. So incredible to catch them, like, after over a decade. Yeah, I'm partial to gonorrhea. Gary, you've spoken so much about on the show about STDs. I can't wait to get caught up on all the STDs using syphilis pus. Greg, you mean you've not had all four strains of syphilis? Binging on whole infections is what makes syphilis pus so amazing. To catch five or six STDs, one right after the other, to me, is just what it's all about. Yeah, it's it's the whole painful streaming thing. I mean, you could catch antibiotic-resistant strains. You guys remember when we had to wait minutes to get infected with one little virus? Minutes? Yeah, right now, for any podcast listener, you get an extended free trial. It's now up to two weeks. So you can really get a lot of contagion time in. Check out what syphilis pus has that you guys like. I mean, the list is huge. I was just going through it again yesterday. So guys, here's what I did. I went to skepticwire.xxx and I clicked on the syphilis pus banner. And that's how I'm signing up for my infection. Yeah, definitely do that. Go to our homepage, click on the syphilis pus banner. That way we get credit for your free viral load. (coughs) Or you could just go to syphilispus.com forward slash skepticwire. And if you want to stay with Syphilis Plus after your two-week free trial, it's only $7.99 a month. And don't forget the amazing idea that they had was that you don't need to buy a special device to get infected on Syphilis Plus. You can catch it on your internet cable prostitute, friends with benefits, costumed furry players, bukkake sessions, or your cheating partner. It's amazing where you can get germs in so many different places. Yeah, so if you want to show your support for the Skeptic Wire, go to syphilispus.com forward slash Skeptic all right, guys. Thanks a lot. Now let's get on with the show. <laughs> if you if you marry Bill Cosby and the Swedish Chef, you have the Ermigerd <laughs> meme. Ermigerd Jello Pop. <laughs> My brother Russell. <laughs> hey, hey, it's Bird Bird. That's not even funny. I kind of went over the, yeah. Oh, look, a dead horse. Let's beat it. <laughs> Let's beat it. Nurburger! <laughs> 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 dead horse! <laughs>
works. <laughs> well, they would, like just do this on its own, get it in the can, as yeah. it were, yeah, we'll do it and then this. plan out the episode. Yep. Okay. Okay. In the can. <laughs> At AdamandEve.com, <laughs> we've got lube for that. <laughs> We're doomed. It's been a long day. Remember, Gary, that you have, have a limited edit. amount of time to edit this. <laughs> I'm going to wake up early and edit some. Derivity! <laughs> Yeah, I'm partial to gonorrhea. Binging on whole infections is what makes syphilis pus so amazing. To catch five or six STDs one right after the other to me is just what it's all about. (laughs) Well, they weren't that bad. I know they're not. Well, the first week, I I got the feeling that they were kind of scripting it. It was pretty bad. But we have our fun. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we kid because we love. <laughs> Nothing to do with envy. No, 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 no. no. But uh, uh, Hulu, um, Hulu. Okay, so <laughs> so these guys are doing Hulu Plus. But um, how did this get made? Is doing uh, uh, a Square Squarespace. Squarespace. There's Bonobo.com, which is a clothing place that yeah, some people yeah, do. They, yeah, they do wow, that, one too. that should be a sex shop. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it should. Uh, audible.com is a big famous oh, that's one. Huge. Everybody does that one. Yeah, except us. Except and, and, can you oh, hear us? Because we're audible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we can hear us. <laughs> and despite our constant joking, there are a lot of podcasts that are sponsored by AdamNeve.com. Are there? Yeah. I don't know a single one, but I don't really well, listen to the Dan sex Savage, positive. Dan Savage, which is, is sex and relationships, but yeah. there are Life plenty on the other. swing set is. Apparently, we're um, uh, apparently <laughs> you don't follow the same podcasts that we do, and we'll no, just leave I, it at that, Gary. I only I only follow sex negative podcasts, <laughs> <laughs> like this one. Exactly. When did we become sex negative? We're sex when neutral. I, you know, it's been a sex equilibrium. So I'm the neutral. No, no, no. Because if you were at sex equilibrium, you'd have as much sex as you weren't. Okay, having. we are a stable Adam because Donna is living, living with her husband, so she's in a positive sexual environment. Well, she's living with her fiance. I'm in a neutral sexual environment because I'm not having. But she I'm was reading up on lit- monogamy this week. <laughs> but you have a girlfriend, but she doesn't live in town, so yeah. it's a sex negative. You had the potential to have sex, but. It's not happening. Well, I guess it's better to have the potential than to not have any at all. Well, no, he has potential. He, he just has to leave the ne- house. He started out with calling me neutral, so there you go. So he has <laughs> yeah, to be Yeah, but negative. that's like Dungeons and Dragons. You chaotic good and chaotic evil, chaotic neutral. and mm. is it, It's neutral, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good, evil, and neutral. Good, evil, and neutral. Okay. And then you have... Um, Chaotic lawful, versus lawful. Lawful good, lawful evil. evil. Or true neutral, true, which is yeah, yeah. Tr- yeah, tr- true, neutral, neutral. True, chaotic, and lawful. Oh, my God. You're a nerd. So what we've just done is reveal to the whole world how <laughs> geeky we <laughs> really are. sex-starved nerds. You know what? My, my car has neutral. It's sometimes chaotic. <laughs> Especially on hills. Chaotic neutral. Is that even... I don't even think that's... Chaotic neutral? Yeah. That's what you put is, the is car there... into neutral and jump out of the car and just watch the chaos ensue. <laughs> okay. That being said, let's see.